The Classic Breakfast Podcast. The biggest movie in the world right now. There are some who'd make me out to be the villain of this here story. Let's don't let a good thing die. a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome. Mr. Elvis Presley. Yes, sorry, Elvis, the movie, uh, the biggest movie of the world right now, as I say, and there's a Canberra connection. A uh, young lady by the name of Anthea Gabbard, whose dad rang us and told us why we should talk to her. Very, very proud dad. And yeah. she was involved in the costume design for the film. And before we, like, first discussed this, so much of that fabric is really unavailable. I know. So much and of that sort of stuff is... Because, every, you know, everyone you see on screen, I haven't seen the movie yet, yeah. but I've seen bits of Everyone had to be in costume and they had to be made. And there had to be many versions of it. I had so many questions. Unfortunately, Anthea can answer them for us. Anthea's on the line. Good morning, Anthea. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Yeah, really good. Now, I think we watch a lot of these incredibly visual films at the moment and have no kind of conception of how it, how many costumes it is, how much time it takes to put it together and perhaps also how a local girl can be making some of these costumes. First question before I go anywhere else, was, was it fun? Oh, yes. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, it was really a dream to work on this particular film. But, um, yeah, we were like kids in a candy shop with all the all the vintage fabrics and beautiful uh, trims and designs, everything. Yeah, it was really fun. Is it hard to get vintage fabric now? I think it is now, yes. We've got amazing buyers, though, that are, you know, constantly sourcing all these kind of things. So I think, you know, if you're in the in the know and in the loop, uh, they know where to get these things. But, um, yeah, it's definitely special to get to work with those kind of fabrics because you think somebody's bought that and held on to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Waiting for that special thing. And I know my mum always had special pieces of fabric that she was too precious to cut into and now yeah. I have them and now I'm too precious to cut into them because you know you don't you won't get it again so no. it was special to to have a few pieces like that to work with as and well even what it was made out of too because some of the the um, actual fabrics they don't exist anymore you can't get that kind of fabric or even the pure cottons and stuff like that as well. I know you're going to ask questions too, Holmesy, but I'm going to ask Anthea one more. Okay, so you went 50s, 60s, 70s. Which was your favourite of the eras to create? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Probably more through the 60s, I suppose. I think thinking about working in those eras when when a lot of women would have been making their own clothes and I know that, you know, my mum made a lot of her own clothes as a young adult and a teenager and and for a sister and a family. And I think, you know, to be working on designs and with fabrics that perhaps quite similar to what she would have been using, it was kind of a bit special. But, yeah, it was all fun. It was just fun to have such variety as well. Well, fashion changed so much from the 50s, you know, right through to the 70s. So uh, just as an estimate, how many costumes did you and the team actually have to make? That is a really good question, and I I kind of wish I knew the answer myself. In our workroom alone, like we we were working for most of us for a year, um, full 
time hours and wow. we didn't stop sewing uh, the whole time. There was about 10 to 12 of us in my immediate workroom and that was just working main cast, featured extras and some extras and things like that. And we never, you never see the volume of things you've produced because the minute that you finish something, it's on the out rack and someone's whisked it up for the next port of call. So whether it's art finishing or fittings or whatever, yeah, we always think it would be so great to see at the end of any show everything we've worked on lined up on racks so we could actually see the sheer volume of what we've produced because you you never really see that. But I think there would have been hundreds of pieces coming out of our, our workroom and lucky you're only working with Baz Lerman and Catherine Martin who aren't known for their extravagance at all. That's right. No pressure <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know, every piece perfect in the attention to detail. Yeah, next level. Oh, that's yeah. so – now, have you seen the film? Yes, yes, I have. Have yeah. you actually looked at it and gone, that's one of mine? Yes, yeah, I've seen it twice now and it's very hard to just watch the film the first time because you are like, oh, and there's a lot of things. It's 12, well, over 12 months since I finished working on it. There's a lot of things you kind of forget that you've worked on and you you see them up there and, and you see it in a completely different way because it's on the actors and the lighting and the sets yeah. and the props and yeah. everything, all the accessories that come together to make it happen. It's very different to seeing it on a coat hanger or a dress stand. So it's, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. it's exciting. Well, yeah. you made your dad very proud who let us know <laughs> that you'd worked on that movie and, uh, you know, it's great. Someone who started in Canberra working on the biggest movie in the world, Anthea, thank you for your time yeah. and thank you for your work. Oh, thank you so much. It was lovely to talk to you guys. The Classic Breakfast with Holmesy and Jen. The Classic Breakfast with Holmesy and Jen. Get the podcast now at 2ca.com.au.